there, my name is Terry Bear, and welcome to I Have Things to Say. It's the podcast where I say things that might make you laugh, cry, think, maybe feel encouraged, but hopefully these things make you want to hear more things I have to say. It's awkward meets charm meets wit with a side of insight. So I'm glad you're here because I have things to say. Yay! All right, welcome. My name is Terry Bear, and we're here again for another episode of I Have Things to Say. It's my podcast where I talk about things because I have things to say and you listen, right? So today we're going to do another episode of Single Splaining. We're going to single splain the holidays from a single person's perspective. Now, um, I just want to be very clear. This is not married people bashing. <laughs> this is just, you know, my thing is it's important to share stories and it's important to share uh, life. And I think every perspective is valuable. So I'm just sharing my perspective of getting through the holidays as a single person because it can be a tough time of year, but I'm going to keep this lighthearted. I'm going to keep it fun because I want you to listen. If you are a single person and you're like, oh my gosh, the holidays are here again and I'm dreading it. I want to encourage you not to dread it. I have dreaded the holidays. I am not dreading them as much this year from a single person's perspective. And I just want you to know that single single people, holidays are for you too. And if you're married or in a relationship or you're not, you're like single people, there's single people at, at holidays. I had no idea because you've been in the married world or the couple world for such a long time. Don't skip this episode. This is an important episode for you to understand the life of a single person through the holidays. So this episode's for everyone, single splaining, singleness at the holidays. Okay, so holidays and being single. We're actually gonna start this first segment talking about Halloween. Halloween is a holiday. And I realized that uh, Halloween is already come and gone by the time you're you're hearing this for the first time this episode, but it's an important holiday to talk about as a single person. And you may be thinking, that's dumb, but <laughs> it's actually not dumb. Halloween can be really hard if you're a single person. And let me tell you why, because all you couple people out there, all you with your significant others, your husbands, your wives, your girlfriends, your boyfriends, whatever, what did you do for Halloween this year? You planned a couple's costume, didn't you? I know you did. You came up with something cutesy. You came up with something funny, something unique. Your boyfriend was a complimentary part to whatever you were as a girl, your girlfriend. And I know, ladies, you probably planned it and made you do it, but you did couple's costumes, okay? I can't do couples costumes, you guys. Um, and that can be hard for someone who's single, who shows up at a party, you know, you're invited to a Halloween party and you see all these people showing up as couples and they go together. And then they're like, well, what are you? And you're like, just me, <laughs> just be, being, being something weird for Halloween. So th there was one year that I was able to do couples costume and we actually won that year. It was pretty awesome. We came as Cheryl Crow and uh, Lance Armstrong. <laughs> I even carried a guitar in a case around all night. It was pretty fantastic. So trust me, I get, I'm not begrudging all of you couples out there for your couples costumes and your, 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 um, the perk of being able to do that. Um, but just keep that in mind, you know, couple coming up with a, with a funny memorable cost costume for a party where you're single and you're showing up by yourself 
and you're maybe in a room with a bunch of people who are together or showed up together, that kind of thing, it can be hard and it can be intimidating. It makes me not want to go to Halloween parties. I'm not a big party person anyway, and I've never really been a big dresser upper. We just didn't celebrate Halloween much when I was a kid because my dad's birthday is Halloween. So we always did dad's birthday. So I'm not really a big Halloween person anyway, but um, it's hard to not, it's sometimes really sad, especially with Facebook these days and social media, you see everybody po posting their cute, their super cute couples costumes and you're just like, y'all go get a room. So what else did you do for Halloween? All you people with kids and families, you took a million pictures of your kids in their super cute costumes, posted them all over Facebook. You took, her took them trick or treating, trunk or treating, whatever treating. I mean, kids these days wear their costumes for like two weeks, according to Facebook. And I don't have kids, so I don't understand this phenomenon. We, when I was a kid, we just put our costume on for the day of Halloween. That was it. And you know, we really didn't wear costumes that much because we, again, we didn't really do Halloween. So it wasn't really a thing for us, but you people these days go nuts with your kids' Halloween costumes and you post it all over Facebook and you should because they're super cute and they have the cutest costumes and they got the candy all over the face and they're trick-or-treating and they can't even say trick-or-treating but they're trying really hard to say it and it's adorable. When you're single, and you don't have, I mean, Halloween to me is just like, it's just my dad's birthday. It's like not even a thing because I don't have kids to have fun with. Take them trick-or-treating, get them all dressed up and take millions of pictures of them. And I don't have a dude to do my, my couple's costumes with. So next year for Halloween, all you couples out there, maybe, you know, include your single friends in your, your Halloween costume. Let your friend come over and trigger treat with your kids. Um, it's not weird. It's not weird at all. They just be like that weird aunt, that weird crazy aunt that just shows up for Halloween sometimes. And you know, she's got a costume and it sometimes fits and she trick or treats with your kids. It's totally fine. I'm telling you it's fine. And if you're single and it's Halloween, have fun, get creative. Don't feel sad that you don't have a couple costume. It's okay. Go find another friend and you guys be friend costumes together or something like that. Or just, you know what I do? I stay home. <laughs> I get in my PJs. I turn out all the lights. I pretend I'm not home when the trick-or-treaters come and I have a really fantastic introvert night at home while all my friends are out there being crazy. So All right, so after Halloween, the next holiday that can be stressful for you if you're single or maybe not the happiest time is Thanksgiving. So Thanksgiving comes along and I, for me, <laughs> I'm an anxious person anyway. I do get anxious around Thanksgiving because I, as an introvert and growing up, there was always a lot of people around, um, a lot of food that I don't necessarily like. And when you're an introvert, um, food and textures and smells and having a lot of people in a small confined house space can be very stressful. Um, but aside from that, I don't, I, I don't have a buddy for Thanksgiving, right? So I, you know, just Singletary shows up for Thanksgiving and it's fine, you know, it's me and my parents and we typically do that. And sometimes we've, you know, when we're able to travel, we'll travel out of state and go visit extended family and that's awesome. But what, what happens at Thanksgiving when you need to catch up with a family that you haven't seen in a long, long time? You start asking them questions about their life. You haven't seen them maybe since last Thanksgiving and you need to know what's happening, right? So when you're married, you got your kids and you got your, your spouse or you're, you're, got, you're just newly engaged, you got your person there, you got tons of exciting things to talk about, right? We just got engaged, we're so excited. It's beautiful. You just, you know, he proposed the most romantic way. There was a horse and a unicorn and a waterfall and a dove flew down and hit him. It's amazing, all the things. You're just like, you have so many fun stories to tell, right? show up with your kids. You've got all kinds of kid stories to tell. You've got 
yeah, she's just started third grade and she's a genius and she's, you know, taking calculus, senior level calculus as a third grader and she plays 97 sports and, oh, little Tommy over there, he's a black belt in karate, but he's four years old and, you know, you've got all these amazing kids stories to tell and you got kids running around to entertain and they're getting into trouble and everybody's loving the kids and all this kind of stuff. And then you got the single cousin sitting over there. <laughs> Hi, I'm the single cousin. <laughs> I show up to Thanksgiving and let me just say, love my family, right? My family is amazing. They, they, um, they have never made me feel like I don't belong because I just because I don't have somebody with me. But you've got the cousins there that, you know, you've grown up with kind of and they're having kids and they're getting married and everybody's got life stories to tell. And then, well, Terry, are you dating anyone? No, do not ask that question of your single people at Thanksgiving. You may want to know the answer to that question. But I guarantee you, if they're dating somebody, they're going to tell you anyway. Don't ask them that because you don't want them to feel like they are again, once again, showing up to Thanksgiving and failing at life because they don't have anybody that they're with. Right. OK, so don't. OK, just married people, family, friends. Take that question off of your list of questions that you ask at Thanksgiving time for your single cousins, your single friends, your single whoever, sisters, brothers, whoever comes around. Don't ask them if they're dating anyone. If they are, they're going to be excited and they're going to tell you about it. If it's new and they don't want to talk about it, they're not going to tell you about it and that's okay. But don't put them on the spot that way. Don't make them feel like that has to be an acceptable part of, of Thanksgiving to come to the table, tell what we're thankful for. And one of those things has to be my boyfriend or my husband or my kids. Um, I tell you, it is the older I get, the more and more of my friends and family are already married. They're already having kids. They've had kids for a while. They've been married for a while. At my age, being single, and I don't say that like I'm old, but I'm I'm an older single. Um, it's hard to keep showing up every Thanksgiving to Friendsgiving. You know, you get together with your friends and married couple friends, right? And so then, you know, your single person shows up, and I'm usually that token single person that shows up for Friendsgiving, and I'm like, hey, I brought. I brought ice because I'm really good at ice, cups and ice, right? So I'm not, don't, don't ask me to cook things. It's not, it's not good. But so that's me. I'm the random single person. So don't ask about plans. Talk about, you know, you can talk about job stuff, talk about career, talk about, hey, what else have you been doing this year? That kind of stuff. Don't ask them future plans. Don't ask them about family. Don't ask them about, you know, obviously kids if they don't have kids. Don't ask them if they're dating anyone. Just eat all the food, sit around, watch the football, enjoy each other. But take the take the family planning questions off the table and just let them be. Let them sit, let them hang out. They already feel awkward in a family full of people who have other people. And this is me speaking from experience. You may be single and you show up to Thanksgiving and you rock it and you don't care every, every year. And that's awesome. And I, you know, it's generally not for me a, a huge pain point, but it can be. And I just want you to know that if you're single, it's okay for you to show up to Thanksgiving and not have a person in tow. Don't go borrow a person. Don't bring a friend if you don't feel like that friend is going to have a good time at your family Thanksgiving. Don't, you know, don't go on to match and get a date for Thanksgiving. Just don't, don't do it. But, you know, and you know what? Answer those questions however you want. If you're a great uncle who hasn't seen you since last Thanksgiving, the only thing he ever asks you is, when are you going to get married? Tell him I'm getting married tomorrow. Did you get my invitation? Say, I got married yesterday. We eloped. He's, you know, 
he's he lives in China. I'm moving there tomorrow after Thanksgiving is over because I wanted to make sure I could have Thanksgiving because they don't do Thanksgiving in China. Make something up, you know, be unique, be that weird single cousin. And then maybe they'll stop asking you the questions next year because they don't want to deal with you. Right. So thankful that um, I'm thankful every year to be part of Thanksgiving with someone. You know, a lot of people don't have people to spend time with at Thanksgiving. And I'm going to talk about another and another time I'm going to later this week. Maybe I'm going to talk about, um, you know, being um, holidays for grieving. So and because that's a whole different topic. But today I wanted to focus on being single and Thanksgiving. It's OK. It's OK. You are you are loved. I've never spent a Thanksgiving alone and I always have my family. Sometimes I have friends that um, invite me over and make me feel like they're family. And I'm so appreciative when that happens. Um, so if you're listening to this and you know me, don't feel like I'm talking specifically about you. Never am I calling anybody out on this show, but just, you know, keep it real with your single people. They're just people too. They maybe don't have kids that are, you know, throwing stuffing across the room right now, but you know what? That's okay. They don't have to clean it up later either. <laughs> All right, just when you survive Thanksgiving, right, comes Christmas. And you like barely have enough time to recover from all the, you know, being single at Thanksgiving when, oh my gosh, now it's Christmas, okay? So, uh, first I'm gonna talk about some perks of being single at Christmas. One, I don't ever have to decide whose house I'm going to spend Christmas with. I don't have to spend, you know, swip, swap, um, you know, grandparents or in-laws. So that's not an issue for me, that's pretty cool. I also don't have to buy gifts for my kids. Right. So there's no money that I have to spend on kids buying kids gifts. I don't have to buy toys that I don't want to hear in my house. So then I step on or have to pick up later. Uh, I do buy, t uh, buy toys for my dog. So, you know, there's a little bit of that, but um, I don't have to worry about that kind of thing. I don't have to spend money on a boyfriend or a spouse or anything. I, you know, I can spend money on whoever I want and I don't have to feel obligated to buy my boyfriend something that, uh, you know, I'm not going to like, but that he likes. So there's actually some good perks to being single at, at Christmas. Um, but again, there are, you know, the same kind of struggles and um, awkwardness that is there at Thanksgiving is also there at Christmas, right? So, cause you're showing up at Christmas, everyone's sitting around in their jammies and it's just you, you know, your brother and your sister have got their spouses. There's kids running around, but they're not yours. Um, you're watching everybody else open gifts and you know you you get like socks and stuff and it's you know it's awesome but you know your you, maybe your parents bought your sister and her husband um you know something for the whole family or something really awesome and you get another pair of socks you know it's not we're not comparing gifts but you know christmas being single can be really hard so you know it's a family time there's, you know, Christmas photos that are taken of, you know, your cousin and all their kids or your friends and their families and everybody's so cute and perfect and so holiday and your holiday card, if you even send one, I stopped sending a holiday card or a note <laughs> a long time ago because it's kind of the same story every year. I didn't have any new kids or husbands to update about. I didn't have any new things to put on a photo. So I stopped sending them a long time ago. Maybe I should start that up again just to be annoying. But, you know, it's the, you know, you get all these Christmas cards in the mail of everybody and their cute little families. And I'm not begrudging anybody that I love all y'all so much, but it can be a lot. Like I will sit there and look at all these photos of Christmas cards that I'm getting and I'm like, okay, there's a lot of people with families and kids and spouses here. And I still don't have that. So it is, um, 
married people, people with families, just be sensitive to your single friends. Definitely share your family with them. Don't take them off your Christmas card list just because they will, you know, they're, they might be sad that you have kids and they don't, but you know, just keep in mind that Christmas is as a single person is kind of weird. Okay. You might say, Oh, but you got, you don't have to spend all the money and you can go and do whatever you want and you don't have to do all the shopping and that kind of stuff. But I kind of do because you know what, I still have to figure out, I still want to give things. I like to give at Christmas, but it's weird to kind of figure out, okay, who am I supposed to give to? Um, you know, it's my friends list. So how many, how far down the list do I go before I'm getting ridiculous and like kind of stalkery creepy that I'm buying presents for people? Um, or, you know, my parents, but okay, great. So I get them like the one or two things that they want on their list and that's it. And it's, they always know what they're getting because we have a strict shop from the list rule in our house, in our family. The few times that we've deviated from the list, it doesn't always go very well. So it's best to stick to the list. So, okay. So, and I don't have kids to buy for, true. So I'm saving money there, but you guys have so much fun buying presents for your kids, seeing them light up. So that's missing so far from my Christmases. Now, with all of these holidays, I'm not painting the picture that this is all always the way my holidays are gonna be. I, it's not without hope that I'm telling you that as the, the single person situation at holidays. It's just my reality so far. So the, it's not to say that next Christmas I won't show up and have, you know, a husband who already had 10 kids and I'll show up with 10 kids and a husband. You never know. Life is funny that way. But as of right now, I can share these stories and this perspective on being single at the holidays because that is where I am. And it's not begrudging. It's not me dreading holidays, at least not for these reasons right now. <laughs> there have been times when holidays have been very hard because it's one more year being single and I just don't want to deal with that again. The stigma of it, just having to answer the questions, but and just FYI, the same questions apply. The same question rule applies at Christmas as Thanksgiving. Don't ask. There's no, hey, when are you getting married? Or, hey, have you met anybody this year? Hey, are you dating now? Don't do it. Don't do it at Thanksgiving. Don't do it at Christmas. Okay. But it's not a begrudging. So please, please understand that I'm not, this is not a rant. This is just a, this is a, uh, an insight into the world of a single person during the holiday. For those of you who aren't experiencing this and who, or who are single and experience this and never quite feel like it's okay. It is okay. So we've, okay, that's Christmas. We've talked through Christmas. Um, it's, it's weird and hard. You know, you take a day, you get extra days off for Christmas sometimes from your work and you hear people talking about, you know, oh, we're going on vacation, we're going skiing, taking the whole family, going to visit grandma. And what are you doing? Well, I'm going to, I'm going to clean my house cause I got an extra day off, you know, it's stuff like that. When you're a single person, you get very practical, you get very, um, Hey, I have a free day off where I don't have to do all the things I can catch up on one of the other things that I didn't have time to do when I was at work. <laughs> So single life is just a little bit different from the holidays, but trust me, we enjoy ourselves. I promise. All right. We're not done yet because after Christmas, there's one more holiday in our tour of singleness for the holidays this holiday season. So Christmas is over and then you're barely, I mean, you're not even recovered from Christmas when it's New Year's Eve. Okay. And I'm going to be honest, New Year's Eve can be really, really hard when you're single. And I'm talking 
not not single in the sense where I'm just dating a guy, single in the sense where you don't have a date to this to the New Year's Eve party, or maybe you didn't get invited to a New Year's Eve party because all your sing all your married and coupley friends forgot. Forgot about you because you don't hang in that crowd. So single, single, all the single ladies and the gents. Uh, hear me. It is hard to be single on New Year's Eve. And it's kind of ridiculous because it's such a superficial holiday. Yes, it signifies a point in time when one year ends and a new year begins. But nothing's physically, situationally different between, you know, midnight on New Year's Eve and 1201 on New Year's Day. But the significance of that one minute in time and the the importance that people place on it to have someone with you at that moment is huge and it can be overbearing for you if you're a single person. So I just want to, I want to encourage you to not be sad if you are single on New Year's Eve. And let me tell you, ladies, I have been there. I have done the very, being very sad, feeling very alone year after year on the night, on the New Year's Eve where I haven't had people, haven't had someone. And it's hard because it is such a stigma to be stuck at home alone on New Year's Eve when the ball drops and you have no one to kiss, you have no one around with you. Uh, it's embarrassing. It's awkward to be at a party. New Year's Eve, and the ball drops and all your friends and their coupley friends are going nuts and they're kissing each other and making out and you got mistletoe and you got people having the best time and you're standing there like with the dog. <laughs> because the dog came into the room wondering what all the noise was and you're happy to see that dog because you have something to pay attention to to distract from the fact that you don't have anybody with you who is you know making out with you at midnight on new year's eve so here's the deal you can feel that way and i i do not it's not wrong to feel that way um the older i get the more okay i am if i am at home in my pajamas in bed before midnight on New Year's Eve. And I know that makes me a total party pooper and I'm not a party person, I'm not. I mean, I love to go spend New Year's Eve with good friends. I really, really do. And I will stay up that late and I will hang out with you if, if it's a, you know, a friend's New Year's Eve kind of thing. I feel loved, I feel welcomed, I truly, truly enjoy it. But I'm also, I'm also at an age and there's that age thing. I'm not saying that like I'm old, but I, maybe I'm wise enough, you know, beyond my 20s and 30s where not having someone at midnight on New Year's Eve doesn't dictate how my, the start of my year is. And it really doesn't mean anything. It's not a reflection of my value as a human. It's not a, it's not a description of the past year and what's to come. It's not anything. It's just not having a person there in that moment. And um, I just value so much sleep <laughs> and being comfortable and being safe at home. Uh, I've, I've driven the streets, uh, you know, in my volunteer patrol role on New Year's Eve. I've had that shift before and I've been thankful for it because it gives me something to do on New Year's Eve. But I'm also like, you people are crazy after like 10 o'clock on a Saturday night or a New Year's Eve night. Y'all are nuts. Nobody should be out. Nobody. Everybody stay home this year on New Year's Eve. Please stay safe. So, um, so I value, uh, safety first and I encourage you singles, make it a safety first New Year's Eve. Be okay being at home. Grab some girlfriends. You guys stay up late. Put your PJs on. Have spas. Have a facial. You know, do all the things that make you feel okay. And don't even worry about it that you don't have somebody making out with you at midnight. Because it doesn't even matter. Married people, be sensitive to that about your, your single friends. I do not mean 
married people to go kiss your single friends at midnight. Don't do that. Don't do that. That's weird for everybody and it's not okay. But you know, if invite your single friends to your New Year's Eve party. It's okay. You like them. And I'm going to do a whole episode single splaining about, you know, married friendships and single friendships because I think that's an important dynamic to explore. But you know what? It doesn't matter if they don't have anybody. And even worse than forgetting about them or not inviting them or making it awkward, don't set them up with anybody at your New Year's Eve party. Hear me on that, please. Do not make your New Year's Eve party a big mix and mingle for all your single friends, okay? <laughs> You're sweet. We understand that you're trying to look out for us. Uh, we appreciate the effort. Don't do that to us at midnight. Ha you know, standing there, looking at people that you think we're supposed to be, you know, connecting with because our friends have tried to set us up and they chose this night to do it. Don't be those friends. Set people up on another day, do it another time, you know, encourage love in other ways, but don't do it at New Year's Eve because it's so, so weird. <laughs> All right, I wanna leave you with some final uh, holiday single thoughts and just wanna reassure you all of our married people, friends, family, uh, people in relationships, couples, that kind of thing. We are so happy for you. We love you in your life right now. We love the people you're with, I hope. Uh, we love your kids. We love all of the photos and the Facebook and the the, the silly things and watching your kids online open presents and it's not because we're stalking you it's because you post it all over the place so just realize that we watch you because you put it out there for us to watch but we love you and we don't begrudge you anything that you have anything that you've accomplished anyone that you love um we are so happy for you my goal here today with this episode is just to describe and maybe bring some insight that um, holidays for single people are a little bit different and I can joke about it and I can be silly about it. And it's because, uh, frankly, I've been single for a lot of holidays and that's okay. And they're not always great, uh, from a single standpoint. Sometimes they are really, really hard. Sometimes, you know, I would love nothing more than to have my husband with me to go to Thanksgiving meal with my parents. And it just hasn't been the case yet, but you know what? That doesn't mean it's not one day going to be the case. So we are single, but we're not without hope. Uh, we experience holidays a little bit differently than you do. Um, and so, uh, you know, I can't, I can't speak to married people holidays from the married people's perspective. I can tell you what I see and feel on this side of it, watching you and I love you. Um, and I don't want anyone to feel like I'm calling you out. I am telling you, um, that you've handled me or any single people poorly for the holidays. That's not my point at all. What I hope you can understand is that we're just, we just have a little bit different experience than you do. Don't stop doing what you're doing. Uh, cause we're not going to stop doing what we do and being who we are. And if we needed to make up stories about our love life, you know, when we sit down with you at uh, Christmas dinner, we will, if that's how we have to survive the holidays. But, um, I want everyone to enjoy holidays wherever you are in life, wherever your relationship status is. Uh, Facebook isn't necessarily everybody's real life. So single people remember that when you're watching everybody, all the happy families on Facebook, they have hard days too. And holidays can be hard for families. And I'm going to talk more about hard times at the holidays. Cause I think that's an important thing to, to do. But, um, today just single splain in the holidays for you. So this episode is single splaining, being single at the holidays. Uh, and just, yeah, it's all, it's all okay. Everybody's going to be okay. Thank you.
All right, that's it for today. Y'all, today is my 10th episode. This is episode number 10 of I Have Things to Say, and I didn't even realize that until I was halfway through recording. Oh my gosh, 10 episodes of Terry talking. Um, it's, pro- it's the most I've ever talked in my entire life. This set of recordings of podcasts is the most I've spoken words out loud in my entire life. So you guys have the privilege of hearing that and witnessing it all firsthand. I have a lot of things to say. Oh my gosh. So thank you so much for sticking with me for 10 episodes. If this is your first episode, welcome. If this is your 10th episode, I'm so glad you're sticking with me. Um, I thank you for listening from wherever you're listening from. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, uh, uh, Pocket Casts. I'm on, I think, just about every platform now, but there's a couple. I'm still working again everywhere I can possibly be. So If you feel led, if you think somebody can benefit from this episode, please share it with them. Let them know. Uh, Let them know I'm out there. Um, You can share. You can review. If you're on a podcast platform like Apple Podcasts uh, where you can review and rate the show, please do. That helps it show up more and it helps people see and hear me more. So that's a huge thing you can do for me. Just listening and rating and sharing. Huge, huge, huge. And if you feel so led, it is the holidays season of giving you know there is a link you can click through um support this this podcast and uh pledge uh pledge an amount to support me financially in this endeavor but that doesn't it's not don't stop listening if you're not going to give continue listening it's okay i love you i'm glad you're here thank you so much for being here for another episode of i have things to say and i'll talk to you next time